when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the last podcast of 2020. I believe this will be podcast 95. Can you believe we're going to be at 100 podcasts at the end of next month? That's so exciting. We've got something special planned, so make sure you tune in. Um, And at the end of today's podcast episode, I'll talk a little bit about... um, what our new format's going to be because things are changing in 2021. But I wanted to do a special podcast episode on completing, which is a huge term in coaching and why we shouldn't run away from 2020 and why we need to honor and complete with 2020 before we can even think about starting something new in 2021. Now, I know that everyone is just desperate, not everyone, but most people probably, to get away from what this year has been. I'm not even going to call it a horrific year. For many people, it was. But I think for a lot of people in this uh, group and in this realm, um, 2020 was actually quite an interesting year in that it really brought a lot of things to a halt that forced you, at least this is what I'm hearing from my clients and from the H2H crew, to stop and reconsider and rethink and reframe and rebuild. And in that way, 2020 was really quite amazing. It was for me personally. You may have heard me say that back in January 2020, I had Uh, made the intention. Sorry, I'm moving my table. So my microphone is getting a little um, loud. Apologize. But back in January 2020, I had uh, made the intention that 2020 would be the best year of my life. And I loved 2020, seeing clearly, and uh, the theme of that. And then of course, when COVID hit, it was like, well, what the hell? In fact, somebody posted in the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group that they were listening to that particular podcast about how this year was going to be so great. And they're like, ha ha, sorry. And I I just, you know, thinking about that, I was like, it has been great. I mean, has there been things that have been awful? Absolutely. Yeah. I went through one of the darkest periods of my life this past fall. And um, I, I had issues for sure. My mom had a heart attack and I myself had a lot of health issues. But I kept writing that every single day in my journal. This is the best year of my life. And it really has manifested into the best year of my life. I can say that with absolute certainty. Now, whether or not 2020 has been the best year of your life or the worst year of your life, I really want to invite you to still take the time whether that is in a few days on New Year's Eve. Um, We have a big event planned for the H2H crew on how to complete the year because we believe so much in completions. Um, Or whether that's uh, today or in the next couple of days. But I I would really invite you to take the time to review your year and say goodbye and honor your journey. 
Now, this sounds all kooky, whatever, coachy language, but there's a reason why I'm asking you to do this. And there's a reason why completion is such a big concept in my work. And that is you cannot move forward when you're still carrying your past, when you haven't completed your past. This is true if you haven't completed a relationship, you haven't completed a project, you haven't completed um, a, a time in your life. That goes with you. And what I know for sure, whether your year was good or bad, is that you don't want to drag it into the next year. We want to go in with a clean slate. I mean, that's what's so exciting about a new year. Even though it's just, you know, a day on the calendar, it is exciting. It feels like new possibilities. And I want that for you. And in fact, our next podcast are in our brand new format, um, which is coming out actually on New Year's Day of all days. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about how to embrace the new year and how to have your best year ever. And I'm going to give you three questions to ask yourself. It's a really great podcast. Um, and and I can't wait to share it with you. But before you do that, before you get there, you're going to have to do some work completing this year. Because I don't think that you can really enjoy that fresh slate feeling until you've actually put 2020 to rest. So completing is a big thing in our culture in some ways. And in other ways, we, we try to avoid it. So think about all the ways that we complete as a culture, as a society. We tend to hold funerals, for example, when someone dies. That's pretty much across the board in every culture. They have some kind of rite of passage for uh, death, okay? So that's one way that we uh, complete in the world as we mark that as a life that has ended. Uh, we have graduations, right, as the end of our primary school years, right? We mark that. It's a big event. Um, a marriage, in many ways, is a way to mark a beginning, but it's also an ending, an ending of single life. You can probably think of tons of other examples of where we as a society have come together and said it is important to mark the end. I mean, just New Year's Eve itself being a celebration is a celebration of an ending, the end of a year. So completion and, and completing is something that as a society we have deemed as important. And yet I want to ask you, how are you with endings? Because so many of us really don't know how to manage the end of something, right? I, I think when, when, when my coach asked me that question, how am I with endings, my mind immediately went to Finland. So I am 100% Finn. Both my parents were born in Finland. Uh, they actually met here in the United States, got married, had two children, my, my sister and I. I'm the oldest. And from six months, that's my earliest passport, I still have it, <laughs> um, was my first trip back to Finland. And they took us pretty much every year. And we were not wealthy by any means. We had to scrape and uh, scrimp and save. And my dad worked two jobs and they would take us there. We have a family cabin there. My grandfather, uh, well, my, both my grandfather and my grandmother, of course, I never knew my grandfather because he died when my mom was 13, but he had um, nine children and when he died, he left land or money, and the money was like 
250 bucks was nothing to all of his children. And nearly everyone took him up on that offer. And so around this one little lake is either a house or a cabin or a house or a cabin. And it's all aunt, uncle, aunt, uncle. It's a family compound. And so we also have a small cabin there. We've expanded it in in the past um, several years, but we would go there every single summer. And I would we would leave a few days before school actually let out for the summer. And we'd come back the day before school began. I mean, it was like that was my summer is running through the same woods my mom ran through as a child and right there on the lake going to sauna. That's how you pronounce it, by the way. Sauna, not sauna. It is a Finnish word. And jumping in the lake and fishing and and going to the the open air markets and getting the fresh berries and it was just idyllic it was just a wonderful experience and now my daughter's been twice and it's just something that we we are continuing the tradition of and so when it came the day to leave Finland this was a terrible day as you might imagine and so as a child I refused to admit that it was even happening. And so nearly all of my relatives would come and we would gather at the cabin outside as we were making our way out to the car to drive to the airport. And that sounds lovely, right? Because you give all the hugs and whatnot. But I knew that there would be crying and I knew that it would be sad and I did not want to be with that. And so I would go and I would hide in a closet nearly every summer. And they'd finally come and they'd drag me out. And I have this one picture. I, I used to carry it in my wallet for years because I would be crying in my head off. And my favorite aunt, Aunt Lina, she took up this bike tire that was just there by the road and she stuck her face in it and she, you know, stuck her tongue out and was trying to make me laugh. That always reminds me of how sad I was to leave. And so I've seen that pattern carry through my life and that endings have always been difficult for me and I have tried to avoid them or just shut people off or things off without any real completion and and that has not served me. And so I ask you, how are you with endings? And that the better you get at endings, I guarantee you, the more your life will improve because of that clean slate piece. You can really start afresh. And this doesn't have to be at the end of the year, by the way. This is completing anything in your life. You know this. If you've gone and you've cleaned out a closet that's been on your mind for months or on your to-do list for months, it feels amazing. Why? It's not the clean closet as amazing as that is. I do love a clean closet. It's the fact that you no longer have to think about it. You've completed. You can think of all these things that you carry around with you as little barnacles just hanging on you, sucking energy from you. Completing is important. It frees you. It allows you to be more expansive and really live into your future. That's why I'm spending a whole podcast episode on how to complete consciously so that you can go into 2021 with your freshest, cleanest piece of paper and you're going to write all over it and it's going to be amazing. So I'm going to take you through a little exercise that I take a lot of my clients through at the end of the year. And um, if you're driving or listening to this somewhere where you can't uh, do the exercise, you might just want to pause or listen to this and then go back and, and rewind and do it when you get a chance. But I think this is really, really important for you to do before you do your exercise, um, your questions that I'm going to ask you in the New Year's Day podcast. So this is called the year in review exercise, and it's really quite exciting. 
writing, what you need to be able to do this exercise is a journal or a notebook or something to write with and some post-it notes. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to go back. If you're sitting here and you're doing this with me uh, as you listen, take out your journal, maybe light a candle and uh, maybe have your favorite beverage, tea, coffee, glass of wine. And I want you to go back to Q1 of 2020. January, February, and March. And I want you to think back to that time and who you were then and what was going on. And I want you to journal on these three questions. What happened in those first three months? So maybe you bought a new house or you went on vacation or you uh, got sick or whatever it may be. Just write it all down. So if I think back to my Q1, uh, I lost a bunch of weight in January, as most people do. I was just super on my health journey. Uh, we went to Disneyland in February. We had one of the best water studios ever that month. Uh, the Monday after that, we left uh, for Disneyland. And then in March, uh, COVID hit. So that would be on my list. What did you accomplish? So again, I'd be like, well, I lost about 10 pounds during Q1. Um, I'd have to go back and look at my journals of other things that I accomplished. Um, we hit a certain number in the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group. So you'd be writing things like that. So third question, what surprised you? So when I've done this with my clients, nearly everyone said COVID. And as you start asking yourself these questions, you can then look at this and Take out a post-it note, and now I'm going to ask you, as you kind of reviewed what happened, what did you accomplish, what surprised you, you might ask yourself, you know, what were you looking forward to at that time? I want to, I want to ask you a question now to put on the post-it note, which is, what was the theme? If you had to name that quarter something that reminded you of the theme of that quarter, what would it be? So for me, it was like, family and health, right? Both my health journey in January that started, but then, you know, concerns about my health in March with the COVID thing. And then we went to Disneyland. So kind of family and health or, you know, um, someone else said, getting my shit together. That was, you know, their theme, a client of mine. So what, what was your theme of Q1? Then you continue quarter by quarter. So go to Q2 now. This would be April, May, and June. Now we're deep into COVID. It's still a very time where people don't know what the hell is going on and what this whole thing means. Think back. Ask yourself the same questions. Who were you then? What happened? What did you accomplish? What surprised you and what was the theme? When you finally get the theme, put it on the second post-it note. So if you had to name after you do some journaling, and again, don't skip the journaling part. It's really interesting what people come up with when they start to really think back to that time. You might go to your calendar and take a look. What was the theme? Okay. And notice how it probably changed. All right. Then you go to Q3. So this is now July, August, and September. So what happened during this time? What did you accomplish? What surprised you? Who were you? Who were you? And again, take out your third post-it now. What was the theme? And finally, you're going to uh, end with Q4. What happened these last three months? October, November, December. What did you accomplish? What surprised you? Who were you? Who are you? And what is the theme? That goes on your fourth post-it now. 
Now, this should take you a good 30 minutes at least to do some journaling and thinking about this. Take your time. And once you're done, I want you to go back and I want you to look at each quarter and each theme. And if you've got your favorite beverage, I want you, and especially if you've got your candle lit, this would be a great time to have a candle lit while you're doing this. I want you to think to yourself and ask one more question. What do I want to acknowledge myself for? in Q1? What do I want to celebrate about myself? And I want you to actually take the time to do that. Either write it down or say it out loud. I want to acknowledge myself for really putting my health first. Might be something I might say. Then I might take a sip of my champagne or my, my gin and soda. Really give yourself that kudos. We don't celebrate enough. Coach K in um, the H2H crew, he talks a lot about celebrating and how we don't take the time and how important that is. It's so true. Go quarter by quarter now. Just take a look at what you journaled, what the theme was, and then acknowledge yourself for something. It could just be, I survived. (laughs) I got through it. Okay? Now, once you've got all your celebrations and once you've got your themes, I want you to kind of take a look at it all in together. And if you take a look at those four post-it notes and all the things you accomplished and all the things you want to acknowledge yourself for, I want you to ask yourself, what was the theme of the year? Okay, not 2020 is a piece of shit, right? That's what everybody's saying and laughing and memes. You had your own particular year and it could be 2020 was shit. That's fine if that's what it actually was. But let's get a realistic view because here's the thing again, if you do not know what your year was, you'll never be able to create what you want your year to be. Maybe you had a fantastic year and you want to recreate that shit. We're going to need to know what was fantastic about it, what was great about it, and what things you want to bring into 2021. Maybe you had a shit year. Well, let's look at that too and say, here are the things we do not want to repeat Here's what we want to leave in 2020 so we make sure we don't put them in 2021. This is really all about awareness. You know, when we talk about nonverbal intelligence, I always say the first ingredient is awareness. You need to know what you're communicating nonverbally before you can change it. Awareness is always the first level. We, can, we don't need to be scared of this. Maybe your year was shit. Maybe you got nothing done. I doubt it. That's a little bit what this exercise is for, is to get you recognizing that you did do things and you you were able to thrive in different ways. But even if it was, let's acknowledge it. This is where you were this year. There's no judgment here. This is a snapshot. This is a chapter in your life. That's it. This isn't the whole book. It's just a chapter. And I want you to come up with a theme. What was the theme? Because here's what's important. Once you have that theme, you can then say to yourself and ask yourself, what do I want 2021's theme to be? So for example, when I look back at my 2020, my theme was shedding. I was getting rid of a lot of stuff, rid of a lot of bad habits, rid of a lot of um, negativity, getting rid of my house, (laughs) getting rid of our downtown condo where we did our work. We moved to the beach, just getting rid of things, getting rid of of work I didn't want to do, all kinds of things. And so my theme for 2021 is not launching, which is where I tend to go. That's my whole thing. I always creating, 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 launching, launching, launching. And I just found it's just too much. I'm going to take the slower pace, at least the first six months of 2021, when we still are in this COVID business, to plan, 
to put down my roots, to really think about now that I've shed all the stuff I don't want, what do I want? What do I want my life to look like? And 2022 is my launching year. That's when I'm going to launch all my new stuff that I'm creating next year. And I'm really, really excited about that. But I really couldn't get there until I really looked back and said, what was the theme of this year? Knowing that I was shedding something really made it clear about what my next step was, which was I got to fill that hole with something. Now that it's gone, what do I want to create instead? It's time for creation, not a time for launching yet. So I hope this has helped you to to think about your past year and honor your journey, bad or good. In fact, you don't even have to label it bad or good. Celebrate yourself, get some clarity, be thinking forward of what do you want your 2021 theme to be. And once you've done that, you have one final step, and that is what do I want to leave in 2020? I want to leave my negative thinking. I want to leave my overworking, whatever it may be. Maybe you may say, I want to leave my marriage. I want to let go of this friend who's toxic. I want to stop this habit. And you might put those on a piece of paper and burn them and really release them. And then toast to yourself, take a drink of whatever beverage you're drinking and blow out that candle and say goodbye to 2020. And let's look forward to 2021. I'll see you in the next podcast. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the next podcast, we are moving to a video format. So you have two ways to engage. You can either watch the video of the podcast, which gives me a little bit more um, freedom to show things um, and whatnot. You can still listen, of course, and you'll be getting a clip of the previous Friday's podcast in your email on Mondays. Uh, if you are on our email list, if you are not, go to fromhostagetohero.com and add yourself right now. Have a wonderful New Year Eve and a goodbye to 2020. And I will see you and you'll see me literally on video on New Year's Day for our first episode of season three of From Hostage to Hero. Love you all. Bye-bye. That's it for this episode of From Hostage to Hero. But head to our website, sorrydlm.com, for other must-have resources from Sari Delamart. Read the transcript of this podcast, watch trial tip videos, or download your free copy of Sari's article, Why Jurors Hate the Hobby Question. We're glad you joined us today. And until next time, remember that to lead a hostage to freedom, you must first free yourself.